Hey guys, don't forget to check out the Street Cop Training Conference 2023, April 23rd through the 28th, Nashville, Tennessee, the Gaylord at Opry. What a center, what a place. We have amazing speakers, amazing training, five of the most impactful days of your career. Check it out at streetcop.com. You do not want to miss out. There is a room code available for a discounted room. Sign up now at streetcop.com. Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Street Cop Training Podcast. I'm your host, founder and CEO of Street Cop Training. My name is Dennis Benino, and today I have with me somebody who some of you may know uh, from following him on TikTok and other social media platforms. He calls himself the Tourette's Cop, which as soon as I saw it, I was like, yo, we need to get this fucker on this show ASAP, if not today, yesterday. So, uh, Craig, why don't you give us the a little bit of background to who you are. I imagine some of your background has to do with um, your Tourette syndrome and how that came about and how you got into your endeavor of law enforcement and what triggers, because I'm, I'm noticing that you were having a little bit more of triggering effects. You get nervous, does it happen more? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, I <laughs> yep, figured that's, that's, You were calm until we went, to, that's interesting, dude. I read body yeah, language, this one's pretty simple. You know, this one's not a hard one to figure yeah. out. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's it's a dead giveaway when I'm nervous. Ticks increase, so it's just like, well, fuck, I can't play it cool now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that must be really amazing for your for your dating life. Um, you know, it's my ticks have never interfered with my dating life. But nobody um, catches on to when you're nervous because I know if I was dating somebody, there's a moment where I'm like, oh man, I'm getting close to something awesome happening. And what I mean by that is, you know, yeah, you know what I'm talking um, about. Yeah, uh, they they do pick up on like they pick up on like the subtle differences in my ticks more than I do. You know, because like I, I live I live with it. I don't give a shit. They just kind of do their thing. But yeah, the, the the people that I'm dating, they're just like, oh, you haven't ticked in X amount of minutes, which then causes me to tick because then now I'm thinking about it. And it's like, shut up. Yo, like, I'm really. Let, let I don't me, let me enjoy to, being tick free. <laughs> I don't want to ask you the cliche questions you must get asked all the time. Um, so I'm going to have some different shit for you as I go along. But who are you? And tell us about your your life and uh, your career. Oh, geez. Um, well, I've been a police officer for um, 11 years now. Wow. Um, and so so Tret syndrome is a hereditary neurological disorder. <laughs> For those of you that know Tourette syndrome <clears throat> um, causes involuntary uh, vocalizations and, and motor tics. So layman's terms, I make noises and move around. My brain tells me to do it. I don't control it. <clears throat> I can to a point, um, you know, prevent them or suppress them, but it does take a lot of focus mm. um, and sometimes it hurts. So I just choose not to. <clears throat> So, uh, Tret syndrome and tick disorders are pretty common on my dad's side of the family. So when I started showing symptoms or when I started ticking at a young age, there's like, yep, he's got, he's got Tret syndrome. So I was never diagnosed as a kid. It was so prevalent and so common on my dad's side of the, uh, my dad's side of the family. They didn't see any need for it. It didn't interfere with my, my schooling. It didn't interfere with my life in general. So they really didn't see a point to, you know, take me to a neurologist and get me diagnosed for something that they're already aware of what it is. Um, so growing up, I was a very shy kid. I was a quiet kid. Um, so I was able to suppress my tics uh, for the most part at school. You know, I, I wanted what every kid wanted as a teenager. 
to be accepted, to fit in, to be quote unquote normal, you know? <laughs> so after school is when I would have, you know, the outbursts and everything. Cause at home I was safe. I felt safe. <laughs> so I would, um, you know, tick a lot more when I got home. Were you like holding <laughs> them in during the day and then just exploding them when you got home? Yep. Pretty much. It was just, uh, I was able to, my ticks were actually were a lot less <clears throat> than what they are now. <laughs> so at age 18 or so, I decided to make a really poor choice and start smoking cigarettes. <clears throat> and unknown to me at the time is my ticks gradually got less and less and less <laughs> to the point where you would hardly be able to tell that I had Tourette syndrome um, just because I could pass off all my ticks as, um, you know, just slight movements or, you know, just like shifting my shirt or something. <laughs> and it wasn't until just a few years ago, I was like, I feel like I should get healthy. Um, shit's expensive. <laughs> so I, 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 I quit smoking and, uh, I used, uh, like nicotine gum, Nicorette or whatever the fuck it's called, uh, to help, <clears throat> uh, curb the cravings working great. I was down to one piece a day and then it got to the point where I was like, am I chewing this gum? Cause it's helping or am I chewing it just for the sake of chewing gum? <clears throat> so I stopped <laughs> three days later. I remember this so vividly. <laughs> Three days after that last piece, I was down in Nebraska visiting some friends <laughs> and I woke up that morning and like it, like the floodgates opened uh, for my motor ticks. <laughs> um, I, my arm stretching tick was going crazy. It's just like all of my motor ticks that I've had in the past, plus like new ones, um, just like just opened up and were going insane. <laughs> uh, by the end of the day, I was in so much pain. Like I was putting ice on a lot of my joints and everything because they weren't used to all that repetitive movement. <clears throat> And uh, so I was a little concerned. I was like, I, I don't know what the hell is going on, <clears throat> but I just chalked it up. It's like, mm, maybe I'm stressed, <laughs> you know, cause through all those years of, of, of smoking, those 15 so, so years of smoking, I would still tick. Like I was still aware that I would tick, but it just wasn't noticeable to people. <laughs> and when I would get stressed, I would tick more, <laughs> but not to the extent that I was happening at that point. <laughs> About two or three weeks after that, my verbal tick started coming back. So I started, uh, I had a really loud, uh, coughing tick when they first came back. <clears throat> um, the sniffing tick that I have now, that's been pretty much constant the entire time. And there's a bunch of other things. So I, at that point I'm just like, okay, maybe I should go to a neurologist. <laughs> so before my neurologist appointment, I, uh, ended up talking to my mom and she's actually the one that, uh, that made me think that it was because I quit smoking because <laughs> she's like, do you think it has anything to do with you quitting smoking? And like, that's when like the light bulb finally popped off in my head. And I was like, you know what? Probably. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was uh, talking to the neurologist, <laughs> you know, Tourette syndrome affects people differently. <laughs> Nicotine affects people differently. <laughs> for me, it suppressed my ticks for all those years. And wow. I finally got out of my system. <clears throat> it's just, like I said, it just opened the floodgates <laughs> um, uh, for my ticks. So when my chicks came back, you know, I was already a few years into my law enforcement career. So um, obviously I had to have a conversation with my chief and he's like, Hey, nah, new me. Mm. Um, you know, but it, the thing is like, it, it never impacted my, my, my job at all. A lot of people with Tourette syndrome, myself included, 
um, when you're in times of um, intense focus. So whatever's happening in front of you, you're very, very focused on it. Your, your, your ticks just kind of go away. Like in your mind, they get put on the back burner. So you're allowed to focus on, on, on what's happening in front of you. Um, and that, and that's what happened to me. So like anytime I was going to, um, you know, a hot call or, you know, anytime, a, you know, unfortunately like a weapon had to be out or anything like that, ticks took the back burner. I was able to focus on, on what was in front of me, you know, and then as soon as that focus was gone, ticks would come back. So it was good that I was able to, uh, still function as a police officer. Um, but the, um, the social aspect of it, you know, like, what are the other officers that I've worked with for years going to think or going to say? So I'd actually secluded myself for probably a good two or three weeks, you know, didn't go to coffee with any of the County guys, you know, just kind of like shut myself away from all the other deputies and officers because I was, I was nervous uh, about what they were going to say. And then when I kind of finally started getting more comfortable with myself, with my ticks being back and all that, I'm just like, Fuck it. You know, like I can't hide this. There's no point. <laughs> so I ended up um, meeting with a bunch of deputies one night and kind of let them know. It's like, hey, this is this is what's going on. And everybody was so accepting. They're just like, that's fucked up. And I'm just like, yeah, it is. But um, <clears throat> they, they had they, they're nothing but accepting. They had some awesome questions in regards to, you know, Tourette syndrome and everything. But like the biggest thing in my mind is like, why was I so nervous and anxious mm -hmm. about telling people? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> so then it was, it was a few months after that. Um, do you know who Officer Daniels is? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so Officer Daniels and I have been friends since uh, Vine days. If you remember what Vine was back mm -hmm. in. Two for the Vine. doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he messaged me one day and he's like, you know, you should start social media. <clears throat> Having Tourette syndrome and being a police officer is obviously not a very common thing. It would, he thought it would do well on, on, on social media. And uh, when he first brought it up, I was like, eh, you know, like I'm cool with having Tourette syndrome, but literally showing the world, <clears throat> I just didn't think I was ready for it. <clears throat> but he told me to think about it. Um, and so I did. Um, so it was uh, beginning of 2019 or so, I think January. Um, I just weighed out all the pros and cons, you know, and, and the, the, the pros far outweigh the cons, you know, to be able to bring awareness and education about Tourette syndrome to the masses, to help humanize the badge, you know, to show people like there's a person behind that uniform. <clears throat> we all have issues. We all overcome those issues. And then also just to show kids um, that you can still do things with Tourette syndrome. Like it's not like a life sentence awesome. that your life's going to suck. Um, so I decided to try it and it, um, it blew up way more than I thought it would ever. Like I was expecting like, you know, maybe at most 5,000 followers. I surpassed that in the first day on Instagram. Like that just, I just, I was blown away. And then like the messages I would get from parents just giving them hope for their children, you know, because they, they may not know anybody with Tourette syndrome other than their kid. And they're worried. It was like, what kind of life is my kid going to have when he grows up? And, you know, seeing somebody in the profession, such as law enforcement, you know, excelling and, and, and living life to the fullest with Tourette syndrome, just like huge sigh of relief for them. <clears throat> and that's pretty much the only reason why I continue doing this is just, 
to to continue just spreading awareness on um on a disorder that's not really known or just what the media portrays it for you know like we just swear and give people the middle finger no that's not all what Tret syndrome is that's what the media portrays Tret syndrome is because that's what's considered funny um but yeah it's just what the the confidence and, and everything that I can give kids and 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 parents and everything is the reason why I continue doing it. <laughs> so I hope that long-winded answer uh <laughs> that was great, dude. It was what a great response. And you continue to give the gift because we have a big following and you know you're familiar with that. We've talked about it before we went live here. Yeah. And maybe somebody is does have a kid who's saying, what am I going to do for my child who may be dealing with some kind of other debilitating issue. And you're an example right. of like, you can do anything you fucking want. Don't let this limit you. Yep, exactly. How do you, you know, perceive people... the humor around Tourette's syndrome? Do you find it offensive? Because a lot of other influencers make light of it. And who am I? I mean, I haven't put a lot of thought into it. But I would think that'd be more of a coping mechanism for most people who have Tourette's syndrome. So what do you, how do you feel about that being debilitated with the, and I don't say debilitated, but- you have the, the the diagnosis of Tourette syndrome. Um, you know, again, being a cop for ten years, it takes a lot to offend me. So, but like, you're from I, Minnesota, I, and everybody gets offended in Minnesota. We know. <laughs> oh, didn't you make he fun did of Minnesota. <laughs> I get, I get, I literally get. The only time I get complaints when I teach are in Minnesota. Every single time, no shit. Every single time, and it's not even like. Uh, it's not who you would, it's like a 43 year old man with 18, 19 years in the job who like goes and files a complaint that I said fuck too much. That's like common language for law enforcement. I, I don't understand it, dude. Like, like that's you, like, in my vocabulary. Like read fucking nursery rhymes to everybody. Like, exactly. You know, I mean, this is about hugs and blankets. You know, Craig, it's interesting is when I was um, in the academy, three academies, I always found the instructors who used foul language to be the most interesting. So I'm like, you know what? If I found that interesting, they always had my attention. They always seem very, very down to earth. I'm going to employ that as well. You know, and I, back could, I, would, I would actually have to agree with you on that. Because um, in, in Minnesota, you need a minimum of two years um, college education uh, for law enforcement. So I, I went to, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, two years it's of partying. Dumb. I mean, two years of learning law enforcement. <laughs> But um, no, I found the, the 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 teachers that did swear the most, that had the most, you know, kind of interesting way of of, of talking, always held my attention longer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I'd have to agree with you. And and like, even for me, it's I I tend to swear a lot. I can blame Tourette syndrome. I mean, it's a free pass. <laughs> but that's fucking funny, dude. That's pretty you know, so good. Like, yeah. So 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 I make light of of, of Tourette syndrome. And it really doesn't bother me when other people do. I know there are there are um, a lot of other <clears throat> influencers or whatever the fuck you want to call them uh, that have Tourette syndrome that you know do. I mean, I don't know it's kind of hard to explain. So like there, there there's one side of it that there are people out there, especially on TikTok. I fucking hate TikTok, <laughs> but also like it at the same time. It's I a valuable know. tool. <clears throat> it's a weird relationship. We get do we get trolled nonstop on that <clears throat> shit. I mean, we get we get murdered. I actually been talking Kenny Williams off the ledge lately. I'm like, Ken, please stop listening to the noise. You're doing great work. Just cut, just stop reading the fucking comments, dude. Who cares? Exactly. Cause like out of all of all the social media, I get shit on the most on TikTok. 
Me too, dude. Me too. I just, I'm just like, you but know, we also whatever. get the but most like, attention on TikTok, you know? Same, you know, like I, I don't post as much on TikTok <laughs> as I do on other platforms. And yet I have the biggest following on TikTok. <clears throat> I don't get it, <laughs> whatever it works, but, uh, yeah, you know, and the thing is, I mean, and, and what I do with with all social media is I just don't engage the trolls. <laughs> I don't have the energy for it. <clears throat> like I barely have the energy to engage in the positive comments, let alone the negative ones. <laughs> but <clears throat> the negative ones are always good for humor. Like I always just laugh, you know, because people have the most ignorant things to say in regards to Trek syndrome and me being in law enforcement. <laughs> and uh like I can try to educate as many people as possible, but if they're not willing to listen and learn, <laughs> there's no point. You know, I can't can't educate everybody if they're not willing to learn. Can you bring you back to what you said before about parents having hope for their kids after watching what you've done? So you had an option. You could have not shown up and given this gift to the world of hope, but you didn't choose that option. You chose to show up. And because you did, you got to live the one side of, wow, that's amazing. But again, with that territory comes the other side where, you're talking and addressing people who are trolling, quote unquote. And the question you have to ask yourself is, are you listening consistently to the 50% of people that you're actually helping? And that's the get, you know, listen, there are things that go on for us as a company, for me personally. And I just remember this as I have to read things and see people's comments. You saved lives. You have over 10 police officers that you know of officially that have decided not to take their lives because you, because of something you said. And I just run this awesome. in my head all the time, you know? So as, as, as crazy as it may sound, human nature kind of makes us see the negative stuff. I don't know if that's some attribution to fight or flight, but what I want to remind everybody and yourself is like, let's see the great stuff that we're doing and see only that and shun the yep. non-believers and ignore the noise. And that's one of my biggest pushes as a law enforcement thought leader of Folks, you know, I'm going to tell you a story, Craig. You don't like this one, and I don't want to make this about me. It's your interview. All good. When I first became a cop in the town that I worked in, my third job, I really had no interaction uh, working in a school setting. So they used to hire us as off-duty cops to work in the schools for security, the two of us in the high schools, uh, one in the middle school, and I think we had roving people in the, in the elementary schools. This is, you know, anyway, I see my friend Joe. He's a teacher. Now, my high school shifted dramatically in the six or seven years that I wasn't there. It had seemed like it got very rambunctious and very out of control. And there was almost like no law and order in this high school. So I said to my friend, Joe, when I saw him, he was a teacher there. I said, how do you deal with these kids in this school? Like, and he said, bro, there's a lot of good kids in this school. And I realized at that moment that I wasn't seeing the good kids. I was only seeing the bad kids and he was right. There was only a handful of bad kids and there was a really far majority of great kids in this school. And that was a big lesson learned for me of, I wasn't even seeing the good shit. I was only seeing the bad yep. shit. I don't know why I was defaulting to that. I don't know if it was just the cop thing or how we are as human beings, but you know, that's a, that's a good lesson for a lot of people. Yeah, no, I, I would have to agree. I mean, it's, it's the, it's, yeah, it's the same in, in, in law enforcement, you know, a majority of the times we deal with the, what, 1% of the bad people. So we kind of get this negative thought process going, um, which needs to stop because like, we, you know, in all reality, yeah, we are only dealing with 
the 1% of bad people. There's still 99% of people out in, you know, whatever town, county, jurisdiction that you work in that are good people. You never deal with them, you know? So it's, it's a mentality change that, that I think that needs to happen. And I think that would help, um, you know, at least a lot of cops with becoming bitter or, you know, more jaded than needs to be in, in, in regards to law enforcement. And yeah, I would, I would completely agree. It's the same in, in um, social media too. You know, if I look at all of the negative comments compared to the positive comments, negative comments are maybe 1%, you know, the, the, the positive comments and, and, and messages far, far outweigh any of the negative. And I mean, Fuck, after doing this for three years, I really don't give a shit about the negative comments. You know, like I said, I use them. I use them for humor. I use them to, you know, kind of showcase that you can't educate everybody. Like if they had watched the video and like listened to the video, it would have answered their question. But they chose not to listen and just say whatever ignorant or uneducated thing they thought of um, in regards to Trent Sinderman and, and me being a police officer. When, when you're working and maybe taking a report and you have ticks that come out, do people ask you or they just kind of keep it to themselves? What's the reaction? Is it 50-50? So, yeah, about a third of people in whatever way they feel comfortable with will ask me what's wrong. <clears throat> you know, like, I mean, I've had everything from, you know, the fuck's wrong with you? Are you okay? Do you need some water? What's that noise? You know, things like that. <clears throat> And then there's another third of people that when you have a, a, a noticeable disability, like, like Tourette's syndrome for me, I can tell when people are looking at me and want to ask a question, but are too embarrassed or too shy to ask that question. Like it's, you invite certain, them in. Well, there's, there's just a certain look that people give. Like, I know they want to say something, but they don't. So then I just, yeah, I'll just, I'll write, say, like it's Tourette syndrome. This is my normal. Oh, that's it's cool, fine. man. You know, so then there's like, oh, okay. You know, and then like it answers our question and then we move on. <clears throat> and then, yeah, then the last third literally say nothing. You know, they either <clears throat> don't recognize it or see it. They don't care or they're already aware of, 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 of what I have. And they're just, they, they have no reason to ask or, or, <laughs> or, or do anything. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I get all three. When you were a kid, when did it first, when did, when did your peers first figure out that you had Tourette's syndrome, what grade, what age? And I'm going to tell you so, something after that too. So the first memory, I have shit memory. <clears throat> so the first memory <laughs> that I can actually remember, I was probably about eight or nine years old and me and my classmates were in the, the school library and one of my classmates was looking at me and they said why do you blink so much and that was that was one of my ticks as as a kid and the kind of one that i still have now is heavy blinking and, and, and like rapid blinking whatever you want to call it and that was a shock to me you know because at, at that age like i was told i had Tourette syndrome but I had no idea what the fuck Tourette's syndrome was. Like no idea. I was just aware I had something. So for someone to, to tell me like, why do you blink so much? That was a shock to me. Like I didn't know I was blinking any different than, than, than anybody else. 
you know, so then, you know, of course, as an eight or nine year old, then I got self-conscious about it. Uh, so I started like watching how other people were blinking and like, oh, trying interesting. To, like mimic just so I would, you know, look or appear normal. Um, and that was that was one of the first memories I've had in, 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 in school in regards to um, my peers noticing my tics. Did you ask your parents about it when you started to discover that you were different? No, because, uh, you know, like I said, in my family, uh, Tourette's syndrome and tic disorders were, were very common. They were prevalent. We never made a big deal about it at home. Like it was, it, it, we never t- talked about it other than like, <clears throat> like when my dad saw me, like maybe ticking more, you know, he would always try to tell me, it's like, Hey, you know, do something to take your mind off of it. <clears throat> because for him, like my, my dad has a tic disorder. So for him, he was able to you know, focus his attention on something else and, and, and stop his ticks. That never worked for me, you know? So he would tell me that. And I would, I would, I always remember getting frustrated and it's just like, it doesn't work for me. Like I can't do that, but that's about as far as the conversation uh, would go. You know, I, I really didn't give my ticks or, 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 or threats in her much thought because it, we never made it a big deal in the family. I like the way that, society is going with the empathy and compassion that has increased tremendously now for people with uh, disabilities. And I don't want to say it's a disability, but diagnosis is whatever it may be. Yeah. It's, it's a disability. It's considered yeah. a disability. I mean, I, I don't, I, I think there's probably nothing you can't do. Um, but it's, it's nice to see that kids are through social media channels being educated on what this is. And I'll tell you a yep. story. My wife said to me, you know, my oldest, she goes, he's got a, uh, got a kid in his class who has ticks. So he said something to me one day and he said, um, so-and-so uh, makes these noises. And I said, all right, here's the deal. I go, what are the other kids? There's a new kid who came to his class. This is this year. I okay. said, uh, what are the, how do the other kids treat him? And he goes, well, they don't really understand anything yet. They're kind of like, we kind of think he's, he's weird and he's young. So I said, all right, here's the deal. Here's what you got to do. You go up to him tomorrow and you be his friend and make him your best friend and then invite him in with everybody else and make him feel normal. And I tried to explain everything like he can't help it. So you have to then go up and even though it feels weird, you're going to make him feel good. Imagine if you were him. And that's what he did. And that kid has been accepted uh, tremendously. He still makes noises and stuff. But I was was happy that my my kids are being raised very well. Their mother's amazing. Um, But to try to guide him in that, and uh, I'm the brother of a severely disabled older brother. I'm um, his guardian. And, okay. you know, I grew up, maybe I wasn't the one with disabilities, but I watched it. And I actually suffered quite a bit being his younger brother because, uh, you know, this was not a time where kids were being taught about what his acceptance issues were. And- yeah, there was no acceptance. He was an outcast. And, he was called names nonstop and I was his brother. And, you know, yep. probably got things to tell my therapist about this, but you know, so I, I have a lot of compassion and empathy, especially as a 40 year old man in my life. Um, and, but I think that, I think in some weird way, social media has done a very good job at showing acceptance of all human beings. Yes, definitely. You know, cause I mean, I still, <clears throat> I still get messages from, from parents and, and everything about just the, the difficulties that their, their child is going through in school, because 
I mean, <laughs> children suck. Children are mean. Oof. You know, there, the there, there is a a higher, um, you know, rate of kids being more accepting, and you know, I, I love to hear that, but also at the same time, kids are little assholes. <laughs> you know, I mean, as yeah. I have four you know, right and, now. Yeah, you know, so like I understand it, you know, and and, and then that's the. Again, that's that's just one of the issues that you know kids with Tourette syndrome go through. Is we just want to be treated like everybody else. We just want to be accepted. We want to be. I love it. N- normal, you know. But <clears throat> I mean, in this day and age, what the hell is normal? You know, like what you see and hear for me, this is my normal. Just because it's not somebody else's normal doesn't mean it's not mine. You know, so I'll live my normal. Fuck what anybody else thinks. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to live my life. And, and I know that's kind of a, a tough concept to grasp for, for younger kids. Um, but I know it is something that, you know, they, they, they do learn and, and, you know, I mean, there are some people out there that will, will never accept um, having threats in them or having ticks. And that's just, you know, that's just the way it is. I mean, Tourette's syndrome affects everybody differently because everybody is different. <clears throat> you know, there are people that will be able to accept their tics and, you know, overcome it and <clears throat> just be cool with it. And there's some people that won't. I mean, it's just kind of is what it is at that point. And <clears throat> doesn't matter how much you push for acceptance and understanding and everything. It's just some people are going to be, you know, more shy or you know, just more self-conscious about it because that's just something they hate about themselves. <clears throat> it's unfortunate, but I mean, that's just what it is at that point. <laughs> and you know, the cool thing that's on the other side of it, life is beautiful. People are amazing, right? Exactly. <clears throat> you know, and, and that's the thing. I was like, I've, <clears throat> I've only met a handful of people, um, with with Tourette syndrome, actually, I've only met one person while working uh, that had <clears throat> that had ticks, and he tried explaining himself, you know. And I was like, dude, like, like same. You don't need to explain yourself. Like, That's I completely awesome. understand what's going on. Like, you're good. And you could watch his anxiety level just drop dramatically. To to have a police officer, to have somebody. <laughs> that understands what's, what's going on and what he's going through. I mean, like that's, and that's what I love. And I think even like, it's just helped me become more patient with just disabilities in general too, just cause I have, I have to be patient with myself at times. <clears throat> and I've noticed just, um, just my patience with, with, with other disabilities and, and, and things like that. I've noticed that I do <clears throat> maybe offer a little bit more compassion, a little bit more empathy and, and, and understanding when it comes to, you know, dealing with um, other people with disabilities. <laughs> what's what's one of the biggest frustrations you have with having Tourette's syndrome? Not being able to shut the fuck up and just have a nice quiet evening. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it is. Just, sorry, I guess that kind of leads into my second question: of Have you are you constantly trying to find things to calm your tics down? you constantly exploring, trying to explore other things. Have you tried things like, and oh my, I'm just, I'm just saying in general, I'm just curious, like meditation. Have you tried any of that stuff? Does it, what does calm it down? Do you constantly look for, for different things? Um, do I constantly look for different things? No, I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> I got other things to do. <laughs> um, but no, um, 
you know, like I, I, I do have hobbies and, and things like that. And <clears throat> well, you're in Minnesota, are, so I'm guessing you fish. I find fishing boring. Whoa, dude, you're going to get thrown out of that fucking state. <laughs> I know. I don't say it very often, especially around here. Oof. But no, like, <clears throat> like, so, so like growing up, we did a lot of pan fishing, like sunfish, crappies, things like that. I enjoy that. That's, that's fun. <laughs> Now that I'm adult, everybody they go fishing with wants to fish for walleye, fish for bass. You know, I find that shit so boring. You know, they're trolling or they're casting. And I'm just like, after like five minutes, I'm just like, okay, done. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just set my pole down and start drinking. <laughs> I just, I can't do it. You know, and just, um, you know, with threat syndrome, um, really don't deer hunt either. Just because the noise can't really gonna... sneak up on can't sneak <laughs> yeah. up on anything. <laughs> so I, I I do a lot of waterfall hunting, like duck and goose hunting. That's um one of my passions um in the fall and the spring is um just waterfall hunting. You can be with friends, you don't need to be quiet, you can shoot more than once. So like I'm on I'm all about that lifestyle. Um so like I had said earlier, um when when I'm focused on something, my ticks do uh decrease. <laughs> So like I've tried finding things. Um, I did a an adult paint by numbers, which I actually did enjoy, but I also have ADHD. And so about 15, 15, 20 minutes of that, I was like, done. I gotta get up and do something else. Like I've I've completely got bored of it. Um, but when I am doing the paint by numbers, tick free. Like, wow. like not even a noise. And it's not something that I personally pick up on because I'm focused on what's in front of me. I'm focused on, you know, filling in the correct number for, with paint and things like that. It's, it's my, my roommate or, or his girlfriend or, or someone that I'm with that will tell me, it's like, you didn't make a single noise in the last 30 minutes. <clears throat> you know, so it's not something that I, I, I necessarily pick up on, <clears throat> but I still, know the, the 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 calmness and tranquility of finally not moving around all the time and and and, and making noises i'm just content with what's in front of me um but yeah adhd is a motherfucker and i really can't you know sit and do something for very long um you know so like the same thing with reading like even playing video games for me like that does help calm my ticks but i even can't play video games for that long like even then i can't i can't like zone in for for very long i wonder i wonder if now dude i have extreme adhd right to me it's a blessing i mean i think that when you get this i I love it oh brother like see society makes you think that it's some kind of curse and when i see here people medicate their children for this so they can fit into the fucking school system i like want to punch them square in the fucking face because the school system is a disaster everybody knows that it's a fucking joke and you want your kids right. to conform like every other little drone that they stick in line and make them, you know, so I, I always tell my wife, hey, look, if there's a point where this thing's really failing these kids, I'm down for alternative means of education. I don't think you need, there's a saying, and I love it. It, it's, it goes, uh, A students work for D students, <laughs> right? Yeah, so yeah. there's a reason why we were <clears throat> D students and C students, because we were bored and way ahead of what the hell was being taught in class. And I believe that, you know what I mean? I just... Anyway, um, but one thing that I found very interesting in my life that has kept me very calm, which I may just offer to you, do what you want with it, is I do a meditation practice. And people okay. tend to go into a meditation practice saying, I can't do this, I can't focus, da-da-da. 
you may even have more of uh, some kind of explanations of, well, I can't control my ticks that long. But if you listen yeah. to the episode of this podcast with Emily Fletcher, who wrote the book called um, Stress Less, Accomplish More. And I don't know if you've tried any of that. I, I wonder if you get back to me in like a couple months and you're like, you know what, dude, it fucking worked. And I got very peaceful because what it does is it calms the mind and body down. And brother, nobody's got more ADHD than me. So essentially when I'm doing my meditation practice, I'm shelving ideas and coming back to them later. So I'm just storing them. Okay. And then I'm going back to my mantra, which is almost like this orb where you want to get to this calmness and you're going to this thing called the bliss field where your body is just constantly relaxed. So it's a constant check of your body. Where am I at? What am I feeling? And it takes you, by the way, it takes time to get comfortable. It takes weeks and weeks and weeks. But if you stay at oh, it, I can imagine So my body is in a constant state of calm. Um, I was watching something. Mine like, is not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my point is, is like that might be if it's what you're looking for. And I could be completely wrong. It may not be anything for you, but you might find some no. some some comfort in it. Yeah, and uh, I've I've had some some other people um, mention doing meditation, and you know, I mean, it has been something that I've thought about, but it's yeah, and also in the back of my mind, it's like there's no way in hell I'm gonna be able to sit still and shut my mind off for anything. Everybody time. thinks that, <clears throat> but when you just like, no way I won't be able to, I will be able to get to the gym every day or twice a day. And then all of a sudden you're fucking doing it. Right. 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 But dude, I, I thought about this in the way in today and I'm constantly trying to get my mind to have good, good answers to questions that I foresee I'll be asked in the future. Um, and one of those things is what is one of the most important things you would tell people in life to have success? And the answer is, to recognize excuses from other people and from yourself. And people perceive it as, as a, I don't know, not thoughtful or sensitive way, but I'm not your guy if you're looking for thoughtful and sensitive. But recognizing excuses, it may sound harsh, but I hear you when you're saying, I can't, I won't, for, especially for a guy like you, it should be, you know what? Maybe I can. Maybe I will. Right. That's how and I that see it. Yeah. And, and that, like I said, that, that was my, my mentality, um, you know, just probably even last year, <laughs> but lately it's been shifting to what is it going to hurt to try? <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm always willing to try things and it's just, yeah, you, you got to get over the, your own mental block about things. Willing. And you I, I said, dude, that would be the, I told people if, if I wrote an autobiography, it'd be called, it'd be called willing. Cause I'm willing right. to do whatever it takes to be the person in a very macro sense that I intend on being. Right. You know, and, and that's exactly kind of what I, I want to just like push, but what I talk about on in my social media with um, kids that have Tourette syndrome, like why limit yourself to certain things because of your tics, <clears throat> you know, like, um, you know, the biggest thing is like, don't let your tics interfere or get in the way of you trying new things. <clears throat> you know, like, you know, people, they always make excuses like, oh, I don't do that because, you know, my tics. It's like, well, how do you know? How do you know you won't excel at that or it, your, your tics will be fine because of that? <clears throat> you know, they just kind of lay that out as a, as a blanket excuse. And I'm telling them, it's like, no, like, fuck that. Like, why not try it? At least you can say you tried it before. You can say, oh, yep, actually, my ticks do kind of fuck with that. Like, I won't be doing that anymore. 
okay, well, at least you tried. <laughs> at least you know now and not just, you know, just make an excuse of, of, of blaming your ticks. <laughs> like, like for me, <clears throat> I mean, the only thing that I won't do because of Tourette syndrome is go to a movie theater. Can I go to a movie theater? Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> but I don't want to be that rude person sitting in the back making noises during the entire fucking movie. Like, like, like that's just a personal choice for me. You know, I, and, and that's just kind of the, the always the thing that I want to push is just don't, don't let your ticks um, interfere or get in the way of, of trying new things. I mean, fuck, if I had done that, I probably would have never been a cop. I would have tried everything that I've tried. I actually want you to come to my class in August and just constantly interrupt the shit out of me. I can do that. I'll also yeah, swear yeah, so and like, give people the middle finger. And I was like, oh, sorry, Tourette syndrome. And then just constantly flip people off. Yeah, that's cool. That'd be a blast, bro. Like, honestly, <laughs> my class, that'd be a fucking good time. I'm expecting you to be there, bro. You better take a fucking vacation day. What's the date? August? Yeah. Like, what's the date? What is August, August 8th? 8th? Forest Lake, right? So you want to take that class and... Um, that's a Monday. Right? Yeah, it's a month. Come on, bro. You're coming. Forest yeah, Lake, I'll Minnesota, uh, 2022. I'd be all for that. Yeah, no, it's, we're going to proactive patrol. It's going to be, dude, it's going to be a game changer too, by the way. It's a real fucking powerful class. And then we'll, we'll do lunch. And uh, as long as you don't like throw a sandwich at me or some shit. You know, and that's what I, I just side shoot. People always ask, like, how difficult is it eating? <clears throat> and most of the time, most of the time is fine. <clears throat> you know, I can hold off my, like, I have, as you've seen probably during this entire interview, I have an arm stretching tick. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I'm enjoying and, it. And <clears throat> yeah, me too. <clears throat> but uh, no, most of the time, I, I, I can I can hold off on those. Um, I can actually I actually have a uh, like a premonitory or a premonitory urge. Um, so like I can feel the tick building <clears throat> before it happens. Like it kind of feels like an anxious feeling. <clears throat> So like I can feel when 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 certain ticks are coming on. So like I can put my sandwich down, I can put my fork down, or I can put the glass of water down, get the tick out of the way, and then continue eating. But there are some days that I'm extra ticky where I just have to be careful because I'll you know get like you know whatever I'm eating, just get a fork full, and then boom, arm stretching tick, fork and food everywhere. But again, those are, you know, far and in between. I mean, for the most part, I can eat and drink normally <clears throat> just with noises in between. <laughs> My last question for you was already answered, but I think we deserves a reiteration of it. And it was, what's the one message you want to deliver to the world? And I want to remind you what that message was, because you, you answered before was, is that don't let something that you think is your crutch become your crutch. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's the biggest thing just, um, be confident in yourself or, or, or find that confidence, you know, cause most often, more often than not, your thought of what's stopping you, um, most people don't care about like when I go to training or, you know, when I'm with a group of people, I'm more conscious of my ticks than other people are because I feel like I'm bothering people mm -hmm. or I feel like people are getting annoyed by it. And then when I talk to those people or they'll even bring up, there's like, I kind of forgot that you had Tourette syndrome. They've gotten so used to it that they don't even hear the ticks anymore, <clears throat> which blows me away. Cause I'm just like, bullshit. These are loud. These are annoying. <clears throat> like you can hear them. 
but I mean, from multiple people and multiple different friends groups and, and training areas, they that's the thing is just like, they don't, they don't hear it anymore because it's not, it's not an issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm making it an issue. And I just, and that's, that's the thing is it's like, don't make your ticks an issue, <laughs> you know, go move past that. <clears throat> and I guess that's, yeah, that's kind of the biggest thing is this. Don't let, don't let tracks, don't let ticks <clears throat> uh, just get in the way of anything. Go and live life. Find out what you can and can't do. Don't have anything get in the way. <clears throat> and I secretly want to hang out with you. As fucking What's weird as that anymore. <clears throat> yeah, the stranger you are, the more I want to be your friend. Right? It's fun. You know why? Because I'm like, I don't want vanilla fucking boring ass basic friends. I want friends that are like, like I love <laughs> hanging out with people who are obviously like, so on top of you being awesome, Josh Fidel, who is a police officer here in New Jersey was shot in the head. Um, and he obviously he's obviously, if you see him, he walks, uh, he's, he's kind of locked up on the, uh, on one whole side of his body and he has atrophy. And I love the guy so much. Like I fucking love him. And it's even better like being with him because I feel so honored that this dude who people might see and have a preconceived notion of what is possibly wrong with this guy, not realizing that he's probably one of the most heroic human beings like ever. Uh, I know there's just something I love about the fact that he looks different that makes me want to hang out with him more and more and more and more. And, you know, on the, yeah. on the surface, he doesn't look as different until you see him walk. And then he's got the greatest sense of humor about the whole thing. I remember the first time I drank with him, I'm like, bro, you could barely fucking walk. And you're gonna start drinking, like right. I'm gonna be fucking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna have to hold you the whole goddamn time. Yeah, he's just got such a wonderful sense of humor. He's got such a lightheartedness for the, the, the cards that he was dealt. And it's very. I don't know. There's probably more to it as I dig into it. Of that, I'm just. Maybe I well, admire I, you more than I admire myself, dude. I really, I have admiration for a guy like you and a guy like Josh. I, I very, I find you guys very admirable. Well, and, and my biggest thing is, is like. <laughs> why get down about something you can't control you know like i i can't control my tics like they they are what they are they're part of me they're part of my life why be depressed about it i can't change it i can't like there's nothing that i can do that can change my tics and i'm not willing to go on medication just because fuck that like i just i don't i don't do meds you know and, and until they actually start interfering with my day-to-day life i don't see a need to to take medication <clears throat> you know so like i just kind of look at it as like it is what it is it's out of my control just live life love life <clears throat> bro promise me now that you're coming to class in august i promise that i'll look into it you son of a bitch <laughs> like i said i don't even know where i'm going to be at bro if listen, I am listen to me you're you're you know you're 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 this is an italian gift from an italian guy from new jersey do you want have you seen the fucking godfather dude do you know what it's like to not accept the gift no serious i'm joking around but i really like you to get there dude it's on me i'd love to have you there and um yeah no um, in person and um i'm gonna tell people we're friends just so you're clear no that's fine i'm gonna do the exact same thing sweet you can consider me one of your friends and you can reach out to me anytime you need, or you want to do something. It. Let me know, man. Like, you know, I'm fucking down. Yeah, definitely. I'd be up for it. We'll figure something out. Yeah, dude. Well, listen, I, I have to get the fuck out of here because I have fucked my calendar up today. Tremendously. <laughs> as you can see that I asked you to do this an hour earlier than was, it was already expected. And then on top right. of that, I realized I fucked another thing up. So I've got all sorts of shit going on that I fucked up today. Um, Always fun, isn't it? <laughs> 
Uh, it's the it's part of the deal of doing something like this and at the level it's at. And I think people have a hard time conceptualizing how busy I actually there's, am. There's not enough hours in a day. I think there's me. I don't like those old school sayings. I like I'm like, maybe I just need a personal assistant. That might be the fucking solution. Right. Maybe I just need to be a little yeah. organized. There's enough hours in the day. I'm just a fucking mess. <laughs> well, I'm an artist, no, would, dude, would, right? I'm, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm an entrepreneur. I am ADHD and I'm all over the fucking place. And if you get on a topic that I find interesting, I'm gone. I'm, you got to rope me back in. Well, exactly. And like people are always telling me, like with ADHD, so just write it down. You won't forget. I'm just like, bullshit. Like I will forget. I wrote it down the second I wrote it down. And then I will forget where I put wherever I wrote that down. Like, you know, like, oh, come back to you in like two weeks. It, it will, or I will yep. finally find where I wrote it down in. It's like, oh shit, forgot that. <laughs> Bro, I have I have whiteboards here with thousands of notes on them and notes everywhere. And you would think you were like going into the layer of a complete psychopath. And people like left like, what is this? And right, I'm like, these are my thoughts. Welcome to my brain. Right. Well, because I mean, the biggest thing. I mean, very very common with ADHD. If it's out of sight, it's out of mind. So well, if you don't I, write I'm it down learning- somewhere where you don't see it. It doesn't exist. I took a Tony Robbins course and I learned through the training. Like, so again, I don't want to go into details of how I felt about the training versus what it cost. (laughs) But one thing I learned was to dump my thoughts onto paper, get it out of your head constantly. So you can start having some more clear thinking. And I, dude, I, I have my color notes app on my phone is ridiculous. (laughs) People think I'm texting during class. I'm teaching 175 people in a classroom. And I'm having 19 thoughts on how to improve the company. Well, what's a better brake fluid for my car? And I'm like, oh, let me fucking write that down. And I'm like, guys, I'm not texting and being rude. I literally have to get these thoughts down out of my brain so I don't lose them forever. Um, right. And, and, and see, know, that's what I need to get better at. I will think about, I mean, because I, I work overnights. So, you know, early in the morning, there's not a lot going on. I have these thoughts. I'm just like, Oh, this would be a good idea for a video. Or yeah, I need to get a hold of this person. Do I write it down? No. I'm still like under the illusion that I'm gonna remember it. And I remember that I was supposed to remember something, but I don't remember what it was supposed to be. So I'm getting better. Like I, I'm finally using like Google Calendar to like like write shit down. Oh, I fucking hate like Google like Calendar. like this event. Like I had to put that in Google Calendar just so it would remind me the day before that I have something going on. <laughs> Otherwise. I forget. I have to end it. I have to leave. <laughs> it was a pleasure, yeah. brother. And if you want to do this again, yeah, please let me know, man. I'm I'm pumped yeah, to meet man. you in person, bro. And hopefully, maybe if you have the time, you get a little more time, then come to Nashville, bro. Check out our uh, our conference. It's fucking badass. Oh, hell yeah. You have a great time, bro. Absolutely. And they got alcohol there. And Perfect. <laughs> All right, bro. All right. Great meeting you, dude. Yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It was a good you, time. Brother. All right, Craig. Stay safe out there, bro. Yeah, you too. Take care.